the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning, People's Baptist Church family, and welcome to all those who have joined us, wherever you are, for this live stream service coming to you from the sanctuary of People's Baptist Church of Boston. We are just delighted to know that so many are tuned in to us on Sunday mornings, and we ask God's blessings upon you as together we worship our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. The title of the message today is God Will Make a Way, which was um, mentioned in the in the solo by Herman Kynes Jr. Have you ever been in a situation that appeared quite hopeless? The passage of scripture we are looking at today, Second Kings chapter four, verses one through seven, tells of a widow in a very difficult situation, but God opened a way out for her. He performed a miracle through his prophet Elisha. This simple, touching story is one of the many stories that make the Bible a book for everyone and a book for everyday life. The individual is never lost in the nation or the race. Our own personal needs and struggles and anxieties are of more importance and of more interest to us than the political divisions and struggles that are going on in our nation today. It is the same in the Bible. The Bible is partly a history of nations and particularly of the Jewish nation, but it is much more a history of individuals. It is this that makes it such a book of universal comfort and instruction. We can all find something in it that suits our personal situation. As we read of the men and women in the Bible, we learn that there were people of like passion as we are. It shows them in their homes, in their business, in their married life, at the plow, and in the fishing boat, at the marriage feast and at the funeral. We have a glimpse of the cares and worries of everyday life 
in the story of this widow. The story shows that God specializes in handling hopeless situations. He has a way even when there seems to be no way. So the first point is that we need to look at the widow's circumstances. One of the facts of life we cannot deny is that there is a great deal of innocent suffering in our world. Numerous people suffer innocently, whether due to accidents, natural disasters, COVID-19, or circumstances beyond their control. The story today is a case of an innocent woman suffering. Second Kings chapter 4 and verse 1 says, One day the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband, who served you, is dead. And you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. The widow was utterly heartbroken. She grieved over her dead husband, as well as over the unpaid debts left by her husband. She was nearly frantic that the pitiless creditor was about to take her two sons in bondage. You see, the law of Moses allowed a creditor to take the debtor's children as slaves in payment for the debt. They would have to work for the creditor until the year of Jubilee when the law required him to free them. So even though his actions sound harsh, and they were, this creditor was acting according to the law. It was bad enough that this mother lost her beloved husband. Now she was about to lose not one son, but both sons. The creditor was not content to have one of the sons. He could have left the other son to be a comfort and support to his widowed mother. But no, he did not. There was no mercy, no pity in his hard and selfish heart. He was going to get his pound of flesh. He wanted both sons to be his slaves. Now, while the law commands the payment of debt, it also says in Exodus chapter 22, 22 through 24, you must not exploit a widow or an orphan. If you exploit them in any way and they cry out to me, then I will certainly hear their cry. My anger will blaze against you, and I will kill you with the sword. Then your wives will be widows and your children fatherless. And um, Deuteronomy chapter 24, 17 and 18, uh, the widow is again mentioned. It says, true justice must be given to foreigners living among you and to orphans, and you must never accept a widow's garment as security for her debt. Always remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God redeemed you from your slavery. That is why I have given you this command. 
As you read through the Old Testament, you'll see that God had a very special love and concern for widows and orphans. They were uppermost in his mind at all times. And he provided in that um, society a way to take care of widows and orphans. Now, we need not dwell on the action of this creditor because the story is not about him, but about the widow. So secondly, the widow's faith. The widow's situation seemed hopeless until the prophet Elisha entered the picture. She had no trade. She couldn't teach school nor be a secretary as a modern woman could or can. She had her children to care for, had no money to live on, and was facing disaster. She was at the end of her rope. But she came to God through his prophet, and God showed the way out. Let us remember that when troubles come, the thing to do is to come to God. He always knows a way out. Elisha looked at her and said in verse 2, What can I do to help you? Elijah asked, Tell me, what do you have in your house? Nothing at all, except a flask of olive oil, she replied. Now, why does Elijah ask what she has in her house? Because often when God is going to do a miracle in response to our prayers, he wants us to offer what we have. In other words, whatever we have in the house is enough for God. If it is nothing but a flask of olive oil, God can multiply the oil. If it is only a handful of meal in the bottom of the barrel, God can make it last to feed Elijah and a woman and her son until the drought is past. If there are only five small barley biscuits and two sardines in a little boy's lunch, it's enough for the feeding of 5,000 men. It is wonderful to come to realize that God is the master of circumstances. God is teaching us a lesson by this story. How little you have doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that you wholly surrender what you have to God and allow him to use it to be a blessing to you and to others. God the Almighty can create something out of nothing. This is the way he created the universe. He could provide for all of our individual needs and the needs of his church without us lifting a finger, but that is not the way God works. He wants us to become partners with him, which requires exercise of faith in him. And when we seek to advance his kingdom, we will see miracles. And we have seen many miracles in People's Baptist Church in the 215 years of our existence. Time and time again, God has stepped in and met our needs in ways that we could not have anticipated. And he continues to do it even now. Verses 3 and 4 says, And Elisha said, Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and 
shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. Now what a strange command. To the logical but unbelieving mind, it would appear silly to get a lot of empty vessels to hold oil when one did not know where the oil was coming from. For the poor widow to go out and appeal to her friends and neighbors that she might borrow empty vessels, lots of them, would be a real test of her faith. Some of the neighbors probably laughed at her. Some probably smiled and said, uh, at least, in, you know, without um, speaking out aloud, she's off her rocker. She's lost it. Some probably insisted that she must not depend so much on, on foolishness, that the prophet ain't right, and she should not listen to him. And I can imagine that as the widow and her sons brought all of the vessels home, fear gripped her heart and she thought she would surely die of shame if she had to carry all of those vessels back and tell all of those curious gossipy neighbors that God did not furnish the oil to fill them all. But she had faith in God and in God's prophet. She knew that he would not deceive her or ask her to do anything without a good reason. She trusted God's power. She knew that God was able to supply her needs. She was the wife of one of the prophets. And she knew that um, God is a faithful God. And we need to have similar faith. We need to trust God that he can and, and will and does supply the needs of his children. We should not hesitate to call upon him in our time of need. Faith is what um, we need. And Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 in the Good News Bible says, To have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for to be certain of the things we cannot see. Dr. A.C. Dixon, a well-known pastor here in Boston in the early part of the 20th century, found that his church needed $5,000 to pay its bills. He and his deacons got together to pray that God would supply the need. One deacon rose and said, Brethren, God has answered our prayers. He will send the money in next Sunday's offering. That Sunday, it rained all day, and the congregation was very small. A deacon suggested that they don't bother to take up the offering. But the deacon who had believed God for a good offering said, I didn't trust the weather, I trusted God. They took up the offering, and it came to exactly $5,000. That is faith at work. The widow showed a strong faith in God, for she no doubt had to face the ridicule and questions of her neighbors. She trusted God's power. She knew that God was able, in his own way and in his own time, 
to supply all that she needed. But then number three, look at the widow's blessing. Second Kings chapter four, five and seven, five through seven says, so she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, Now sell the olive oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what is left over. The woman was well rewarded for her unquestioning faith in God and in his prophet. She and her sons did as directed, and as they poured the oil into the barred vessels, the oil continued to flow until the vessels were all full and there was no more. What a miracle. This poor widow had enough to sell for the payment of her debt and to provide for herself and her sons. There is no limit to God's love or his power to bless his people. One of the marvels of God's goodness is that when God answers prayer, he can do more than give us the bare necessities. As Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 3, 20 and 21, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus, to all generations forever and ever. Amen. The widow and her sons had more than they had asked for or were expecting. This Torah teaches us the lesson of trusting God in every time of need. God is never caught without a clue as to how to solve a problem. God always has a plan. When we are at the end of the road, we can turn to him. We can take the step of faith and walk on and realize there is a way out. To God, it is not the end of the road, but the beginning of a new way. If you're trying to make sense of your life today, if you are trying to make sense of what's going on at work or at home, if you're trying to make sense of how you are going to get out of the mess you're in, then know that God has a plan. There is no limit to God's power uh, to bless his believing people. He gives in overflowing measure, far beyond our expectations, far beyond our deserving. Regardless of what you may be encountering, God is still God. Although the storms in your life may be fierce, God is still God. Although your personal finances may be in a mess because of COVID-19, God is still God. Although you may be in poor health and are fearful about uh, your future or the future of a loved one who may be in the hospital at the moment, God is still God. Although your situation may be discouraging, 
God is still God. Although your unpaid bills may keep piling up, God is still God. Although you may be weary from your burdens, God is still God. Although there seems to be no way out of your dilemma, God is still God and is a way maker. Brothers and sisters, never forget, there is no problem which God cannot solve. Never forget that there is no situation which God cannot change. Never forget that there is no hardship which God cannot help you through. Never forget that there is no sorrow which God cannot comfort. Never forget that there is no burden which God cannot lift. That there is no crises which God cannot handle. That there is no fear which God cannot relieve. That there is no hurt which God cannot heal. There is nobody whom God does not love. And never forget that there is no sinner whom God cannot forgive. For all power are in his hands. He speaks and it happens. He commands and it is done. And one day, yes, praise God, one day, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, not only that he is God Almighty, but that his son Jesus Christ is the Lord of lords and the King of kings to the glory of the Father. The Lord will make a way somehow. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.